Hi, everyone, and welcome back to yet another cracking edition of the Map Round Show. This is the Secrets of Fail series where we're talking to entrepreneurs and CEOs all about their epic business blunders. And with us in the hot seat today is none other than Mark Montgomery, the CEO of K-Yield. Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. No, you're very welcome, mate. So let's get on with the show. Uh, let's start with the elevator pitch. What are you guys up to there at uh, K-Yield? Well, K-Yield stands for Yield Management Knowledge, and that is a theorem that underpins the, the systems that we created from 26 years of R&D, and it manifests in the KOS, which is the world's first, and to my awareness, still only enterprise-wide artificial intelligence operating system. So uh, not to be confused with a computer operating system, it's an organizational operating system that can be tailored uh, to each organization by the organization itself and the people in it. So who are your customers typically? Um, the, in, the, in the early stages, we had to focus on the very, very large organizations, right? And, uh, but now the price point has come down that we're about to spring it on mid-markets and small business, which has been a long-term goal. So I'm, I'm actually pretty pleased about that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, congratulations. Uh, 26, of R 26 years of R&D sounds like a nightmare to me. <laughs> yeah. So congrats on persevering on that one. Uh, but we don't have time for all the information that I'm sure you have to share with our audience today, but we got to get on with the show. So what is your epic story of fail, Mark, uh, for our audience around the world today? Well, the uh, because of the R&D and the long phase, which we, we realized, I was actually uh, incubating K-Yield on the side while running an early stage VC firm based in Arizona. And, uh, and we had a, uh, uh, we didn't have a lot of support in Arizona. We worked globally, right? But we had a lot of support from California and Washington. And so we had another firm, VC firm that I liked a lot, a founder uh, that wanted to merge with us. And the, the investors wanted us to merge and they were interested in K-Yield. Um, and uh, in 2008, so we moved over there unanimous, all my advisors who are, you know, some amazing people and mentors. And, uh, you know, you got to do this. So we went over there in 2008, just in time for the financial crisis, which we were kind of expecting, but we had no idea that it was going to be, you know, uh, the end of the world scenario. Uh, and, uh, and the other, the investors in the other VC firm were illiquid. They were major institutions and they, you know, it was just a complete disaster. Um, and so we had one of these uh, one year get to know each other kind of things. Um, and, uh, and, and fortunately, at the end of the year, after spending a huge amount of money, uh, we walked away and landed in New Mexico to, to finish our R&D. But that um, we're, we're primarily self-funded. You know, we have some small investors uh, to date, but uh, that amount of money well into the six figures would have come in handy uh, about now where we're ramping up and scaling the business. So, yeah, I'm sure. So Mark, what is, uh, what did that experience teach you? Like, what do you take forward today in your business? Well, the, uh, you know, it's, I think probably the most important thing and I'd already learned it. So it's one of those, you know, I'm, yeah, I, I'm not a, a new kid, uh, you know, like you, I've had, I've had a dozen businesses um, over the decades. So, uh, but one of the things that it taught me is that even though the evidence, and here I am a real data guy, an evidence guy, but sometimes uh, your instincts are better than the evidence that is presented to you. Um, and that's one of those situations where my instincts were saying, don't go to Silicon Valley. 
Uh, you know, we've got this housing bubble and, the, you know, the timing does it was premature for K yield. Uh, if we'd done the A round, uh, then a large A round, we would have needed enormous sums of money, like a Palantir or something. And that isn't our specialty. You know, we're not fundraisers. So it it, uh, it probably would have flamed out. Um, so by luck, by chance, uh, we it, it ended up working out. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, that's the the lesson I, I learned. And I think actually most of my advisors who told me to go learn too. So yeah, it was see. it was an epic fail for sure. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's actually it's true what you say there. I think uh, intuition is actually a um, it's a skill set that's you know what I mean like you as you said you can be presented with data, but sometimes data doesn't tell the whole truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, tells, it tells you some of it, but not everything. And so sometimes you just have to connect the dots. But the way that you do that's not just looking for other data point references. It's actually working with your intuition, right? Your sense, your intuitive intelligence to say, well, is this actually a move that I want to make or not? And I think sometimes, I think the world's over-indexed towards data because data is like the new oil, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, for even for AI, it's like, what do you need to, to build an AI program? Well, you need data to large language learning modules, uh, models rather. Um, and so data, 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 data. But you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think when it comes Absolutely. to decision-making yeah. on what to train and what, to, sometimes it's more than data. It's about intuition. Yeah. I mean, if you had access to all the high quality data in the world, you could make perfect decisions, right? But we just don't. And so you're always using partial, uh, partial data or partial good information. And I look at intuition as being, you know, everything that you've learned in your life sort of stored that you have access in your brain versus that slice of data that you're looking at to make a decision. That's kind of how I look at it. So yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. So Mark, if you could get into the Matt Brown show time machine and kind of do things differently, what would you do differently and why? Well, you know, in that case, I would have stayed in Arizona uh, because we had exited everything except for our little mini ranch. And we were in a good position. We had uh, the most you know, assets we've ever had. And we we were well-funded to uh, without needing any extra VC or anything else. But after that experience, I mean, that was that really set us back a lot. And, you know, in combination with I also made another sort of mistake that was combined with it was for the first time ever, I put a bunch of money with wealth managers rather than manage it myself. And, you know, so we just watched the stock market decline, lost a huge amount of money there too, right? So it was a combination of burning all this money living over in Silicon Valley with no income and uh, and then having our, our, you know, our retirement savings and everything else taking a crash. So those those two things, if we would have stayed, you know, the, the property was paid off and, you know, we we, we were in good shape. So it, it, that's a, you know, it was a, it was a pretty steep lesson there. Mm, I'm sure, mate. I'm sure. So what is your advice, uh, Mark, when it comes to the importance of failure or failing and becoming successful as a CEO? Well, yeah, well, that's a big question. Um, lots of different lessons. Uh, but uh, the, the, fortunately, I had learned from earlier mistakes um, when I was very young, a young entrepreneur, I wouldn't have done what I did then. Um, and I didn't do in, in other businesses where I took on too much debt and I placed too much confidence in investors and in markets rather than myself, right? In my own decision-making, I was too young and I didn't have the confidence 
uh, yet in myself and my own decision making. So I I place too much of my uh, future in the hands of others, right? Mm-hmm. As a young entrepreneur, um, and uh, in you know the the truth is is that over time to survive as an entrepreneur, you need to learn that you can't trust markets. Uh, eventually, markets tend to work out, but the timing can be awful, right? And uh, and you, you can you can you know trying to tr- trust venture capital, for example, even though I spent a decade in it. You you just can't do that. You've got to. You can't depend on your ability to to raise more money as a business model, for example. Uh, so, and a lot of entrepreneurs, as you know, are going through that right now, uh, learning some hard lessons about uh, that business model. So, mm-hmm. um, those are those are some of the big key lessons in in my uh, in my career that I've had to. I had to learn the hard way. Mm, yeah, it sucks, dude. Learning is a painful process <laughs> uh, in many cases. Um, Mark, what about books, tools, and resources that you recommend? What comes to mind for you? Well, I th- you know, nothing specific other than, you know, I've, I'm a huge learner, huge reader, um, always have been. So many, many books over the decades and a lot of different types of books. So I'm, you know, I got increasingly into science. Part of that is K-Yield. So I... I read books on biology. I'm a multidisciplinary guy, a big believer in it. And so you can learn an awful lot from biology that applies to computer science and vice versa. You know, philosophy, all of these different economics is one of my main main interest areas. Um, and, and these days, of course, I consume an awful lot of, of shorter articles and, and papers, a lot of R&D work. So and then, you know, I do listen to quite a few podcasts. Uh, there's nothing. I come across new ones and I check them out, right? Or somebody asked me to go on them, and uh, and so I had actually heard of you, which is unusual. Uh, Already, you're, I've, I've asked, and, and I'm not familiar with the name, but uh, yeah, it's uh, we have a lot to choose from, so there's no excuse to not learn these days. Yeah, I know. I'm curious. Where did you hear it? Or was it a friend of yours that mentioned the show? I'm not. I'm not really sure. But yeah, I definitely recognized it. And when I I had visited your website before, and I'd listened to some podcasts. So. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Yeah, it's it's a funny thing. Um, the uh, the reach of the show for me as the owner of the show or the host of the show, it's really hard to know. Like yeah. I've had so many weird stories. I'll tell you one. So uh, when I was in South Africa, I mean, one your one is an example, like never heard of you, but you know who, who I am. Like, it's a weird thing to when that happens every time. So like I was uh, in South Africa and, and uh, I was, I phoned up a CEO and I'm like, Hey man, you know, Matt Brown and, you know, companies, blah, blah. And I want to have some time with you to explore synergies, what have you. And he's like, are you the Matt Brown from like the Matt Brown show? You know? And <laughs> it's like, yeah, are you, are you the guy that's always going live on LinkedIn? You know what I mean? Because like, it's weird how a, a platform like the Matt Brown Show actually builds brand and relationships. It's a real, yeah. it's a powerful thing. I think everyone should have their own show. Like, if you have a website, you should have your own show. That's basically, <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, it, it our, could have been LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn, and, and it could well have been that. So could have been, I'm, yeah. I'm, could have been. Although, to be yeah. honest, I actually took a break from social media for a whole year. So if nice. you saw anything, it would have been from someone who's been on the show sharing the stuff. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, look, Mark, appreciate you coming on to the show, brother. And uh, thanks uh, for coming on the show and lending your perspective and, uh, you know, wishing you guys all the best on the next stage of your growth. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having this having this show. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a nice value for folks. So have a great one. Thank you. All right, Mark. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.